Hello everybody. Welcome to the Field of Streams where I, your host Janine McRae, bring you the tiny thoughts that stream from my brain and present them to you as though they're a secret, unreleased track from that band you love, a track no one but you will ever hear. Mmm, VIP. Now I can't promise you much with these little Easter eggs, but I can promise you this. I won't keep you long. A promise like that deserves a follow, don't you think? Tap that follow button. Every time you do, a writer feels actual joy. Okay, let's talk inspiration. You know when you find an old notebook and then fall into the pages of who you used to be or where your head was at a certain time in your life and it just, I don't know, it catches you off guard to think, I wrote that? Who is that person? Whatever happened to her? These are good questions, and uh, they kind of erupted in me when I found a notebook from 2006 in a box I was ferreting around in, in my usual ferrety way. This particular notebook contained a bunch of random thoughts and things that I'd call novel starts, and I'd written them in various cafes in New York City when I lived there. And if it's 2006, actually, the word cafe should probably also encompass dive bars. I wrote a lot in dive bars over a quiet pint of Guinness before smartphones took over and I became distracted with pointless things. Not that my little scribbles in notebooks isn't pointless, but it's uh, different. I start today's episode by reading out a paragraph from a page in that notebook. In it, I mention Front Street, so I know I was in Dumbo and living in Brooklyn at the time. But that piece wasn't the only thing I found in that notebook. No, I found a lot of other stuff. Stuff that made me wonder, who did I used to be? And can I get that person back? It got me thinking about abandonment. Of why we would possibly leave an idea behind and lonely in a notebook or box in our attic. Ideas that burn hot and bright for a glorious moment before petering out to nothing on the pages of a moleskin. In this piece, I also introduced the concept of confidence dollars, so that'll be exciting. Stay tuned for that. But basically, the question that I pose is why do we abandon creative projects before they get off the ground? Let's get into it. Sit back, drive on, or turn up the volume and walk tall. Here's the latest episode of Field of Streams, called Pretty Vacant. 2006, excerpt from Discovered Notebook. There is a space for rent on Front Street. A space for rent! You can walk right in and pace out dimensions, have two-cent visions of desks and receptions and kitchens and buzz. You can walk right in with hope and future licking your waxy face and have your ego touched and stroked intimately by a guy in a suit. A guy in a suit with lunch on his mind and commission in his heart. There is a space for rent on Front Street, and for the first six months you will catch the whiff of fresh paint and wood chips every time you walk in the door. And the bored and vacant receptionist will look at you with a face so open and clear, it will shrivel your guilt and shame into the toe of your shoe, and the smallness of your life will cripple you. And the phones won't ring, and your box of business cards will remain full, and the coffee will go from gourmet to bulk, the toilet paper from soft to scratchy. There is a space for rent on Front Street, 
Walk on. I find the notebook in a pile at the back of my cupboard. It is a moleskin classic notebook, hardcover, large, 5 inches by 8.25 inches, squared, 120 sheets, in black. My old go-to for brain unpacking. There are no markings on the cover to indicate the year or focus of this book. No totem or idea guardian sellotaped on the front page to protect the thoughts, a practice I've only adopted in more recent years. Nope, it's just black and nondescript in a pile with other nondescript and abandoned notebooks. Unassuming, quiet, forgotten. I crack it open at a random page and the inky scrawl of a younger me makes me smile. As the brain architect, I recognise the general shape of this room, but the interior decorator is someone I hardly remember. It's like I've walked into the house of me, and someone has changed all the furniture. Another page and more sentence snippets, a few complete drabbles like the one above. These are paragraphs with no purpose and nowhere to go. They are born, they live a brief life, and they die. This is a stretch notebook, I think, casually flipping through more pages. Just a stream of consciousness collection where I'm working on the muscle memory, doing reps, getting it swole, practicing the practice. But then, I pause at a densely filled page and skim read. No snippets here, no drabble, just page, flip, after page of intense scrawl in distinctive Pilot G2 ink a complete flowing piece of writing, a narrative. What is this, I think? What on earth? This is... It all comes flooding back. This story. I remember this story. I remember the person who was writing it and how excited she was. There are pages of research and character notes too. A protagonist looks back at me. Two other characters stand idly by. Holy shit. This is a novel. This is the novel I started to write in this notebook in 2006. This is, metaphorically, my space for rent on Front Street. Why is it that so many creative projects begin as empty and optimistic spaces for rent in our brains, or in notebooks in this case, and go out of business before they even get off the ground? Where do all the potential idea employees go, resumes in hand and salary negotiations at the ready? Are they on LinkedIn now? Did someone else employ them? And you? Are you vacant again? Seriously, who cut off the electricity to the buzz and hum of possibility in your brain? This is the Space for Rent creative conundrum. How do you make a business thrive when you don't know what the product is? Yet. All ideas for creative projects are startups looking for confidence funding. This seed money comes in the form of confidence dollars or Cobux trademark, for short. Ka-ching! Yes, this will work. Ka-ching! Yes, this will get off the ground. Ka-ching! Yes, it will go public. Ka-ching! Yes, you're so talented. You can do this, superstar. To continue this hype call, please insert more Kobux into the slot. Creative capital in hand, you sign the lease and move in. Time for something great. You look around at the empty, inviting space and tingle with anticipation. It's all yours and you get to fill it with whatever you want. You're the boss! Those first hours and days, sometimes weeks, are filled with excitement and wonder as you make your thing. 
I get to work here, with all these thoughts at my disposal, all pulling the plough for little old me. This is the best job ever. But then reality sets in. The work is hard. No one is there to help wrangle these belligerent idea employees, and getting them all together in the same room is a nightmare. They all look to you for guidance, and you can't even program the coffee maker. It's frightening, and the benefits suck. And you know what? This idea sucks anyway. Let's just ditch it. Cut your losses and scram. The water cooler gurgles its goodbye as you vacate the premises. The going out of business, out of Kobux sign, swings sadly on the door as it shuts behind you. Another day, another failed attempt to build something great from the bricks of your brain. Renting that space on Front Street, that's the great grand leap of faith. Punching the creative clock ain't for everyone, and while optimism will always be the first employee, the negativity safety officer is always close by to shut your creative storefront down at the first sign of danger. Walk on, they'll say. It's not safe for delicate beings, and you are definitely not licensed to operate that forklift. Negative safety officers operate in the currency of negative Kobucks. Pay them no mind. But if you must declare creative bankruptcy on a project and retrench all those word or art or musical note employees, there really is only one thing you can do, you must do, in this situation. Take out a metaphorical small business loan in your brain and start again. Borrow from your time bank, increase your brain space allocation, dip into your Kobux account and take that giant leap into the square footage of possibility. Get that forklift license and start moving ideas around in the warehouse. Small business, big business, it doesn't matter. You're in the business of creative production, so produce. Idea entrepreneurs cannot sit on their hands. They can scribble the blueprints of a dream in their brains and actively seek a new space for rent on any street to begin again. Idea entrepreneurs cannot blame the failure of a project on bad feng shui, lack of casual Fridays, or the office temperature always being exactly wrong. Idea entrepreneurs can take a course of getting back out there and redesigning a more habitable space. Idea entrepreneurs cannot wallow in what could have been. They can find an abandoned idea business and restructure, rebuild, and reimagine it from the ground up. That is the power of the Kobux economy. All my old notebooks are chambers of idea commerce. It's all business up in here. The floor is open. All the space for rent pages are filled with word tenants who don't pay rent, but still go about their business in a professional and optimistic manner. They wait patiently for me to walk back in their door and offer them the keys to a bigger place with more square footage and killer benefits. They are open to negotiation and ready to accept my offer. Today I signed a new lease. I'm Kobux Rich, bitch! there you have it. Today's episode. Welcome to the Kobux economy. I hope you can come back for more and cash on in. I've let you in at the ground floor. Remember, these missives are designed to inspire creative folk to get out there and make something of their own. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend and follow the podcast so that you get an alert when a new one goes up each week. But for now, I'll leave you with this. Love what you love and I'll see you out there making stuff.